Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be talking about Tiferet, the energy center of the body where our spiritual nature combines with embodied life. So today, I'm going to give you a sneak peek into my online class, Discover Kabbalah and the Tree of Life. Like my Akashic classes, each week of Kabbalah class gives you an opportunity to journey into the Akashics and work directly with the material. With the Tree of Life, you'll be able to journey into a sephira or energy center, which allows you to work consciously with your own body and the process of manifestation. At the beginning of class, you'll be encouraged to choose a manifestation goal, and then, with each lesson, you will put another piece of the project in place or work through any missing pieces, misunderstandings, or blockages you might have. One of the places where people struggle is with Tiferet, which is commonly thought of as the third chakra. Most people focus on this as a place which is weak, needs support, or is an escape hatch to retreat from the world. On the opposite side of things, it's the home of spiritual ecstasy and the place where physical manifestation begins. Reveling in it instead of retreating through it can have amazing and immediate positive results. Here's a bit of what you'll learn about Tiferet. Tiferet is the place where all the paths of the tree meet, the center of our being, and the deep wellspring of joy and acceptance and love we rely on as we navigate embodied life. This sephira is resplendent as the place where our soul shines forth golden like the sun. It is where our higher nature battles with our personal interests, where universal wisdom mixes with earthly experience, and where grounded centeredness and joyful activity coexist. Tiferet is the center of spiritual ecstasy, of compassion for the individual, and where our eternal soul and our physical life are transformed into what we call the self, our identity. Tiferet is the point where all aspects of our being meet. None is better or worse, pipe down logic brain, more powerful or weaker, perk up body, more or less in control than the other if we are in balance. This is not to say at any given time one isn't more active than the other. Like all good harmonies, the parts balance at times, and at others, there is a solo of this or that part. The body signals when it or another aspect are out of balance, when we may be too focused on the external world and not on our spiritual selves, when we are too far into the spiritual and not enough in our bodies. It's all about beauty and the way we walk in it. This is also why, when we feel put upon, attacked, or confronted, we will curl inward. We may cross our arms across our stomach or ribs, 
fold up into the fetal position, clasp our hands across our stomach, pull our knees into our chest, or make ourselves into a protective ball, which keeps our core self safe. When we are feeling open and expansive, we open our arms wide, which contain the Sephira, Hesed, and Gebera, talk with our hands, dance letting our legs, containing the Sephira, Hod, and Nesak, move ourselves in ways which interconnect us with others and the world. We open ourselves wide and say, I am this, which is Hokmar. And this I am, Binar. And we laugh for the pure joy of it. This is why Tiferet is seen as the emanation point for the Bodhisattvas and Kuan Yin or our Buddha nature. To have empathy for the individual, we must first be an individual, experiencing life through our own unique existence. To have compassion for each human in the world is to be fully present in and of the world, partaking of its blessings. Thereby, we can create resilience in times of strife, but also support others in their difficulties and honor them in their perfect imperfections. This is the angelic empathy of Da'at mixed with the embodied connection of Yisod, face-to-face and body-to-body. In Hasidism, the means by which the sparks of the divine are to be raised up and returned to God is through not only a righteous life lived in adherence to the 613 mitzvot, but joyfully and fully participating in life. Each person has a unique gift of lifting up specific sparks And if this person is not living and using these gifts with joy in the doing, then they are leaving the task of Tikkun Olam incomplete. Tiferet is classically seen as a battlefield between the spiritual and the mundane. Like Da'at, Tiferet is seen as a point where two conflicting forces meet. But instead of straddling an impossible abyss... Tiferet is seen as a place of connection between the universal wisdom and Malhut, the kingdom or what has been and is being created. This connection is often seen as a struggle between our higher and lower or fallen natures. We have a ton of ways to describe these opposing forces. The angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, taking the high road the devil made me do it, walk on the wild side or on the side of the angels, the triumph of good over evil, etc., etc. Like two wrestlers struggling to push each other out of the circle, our extremes battle, and we feel torn between doing what we know is for our best and highest good and what we really want to be doing right now. Tiferet is often seen as the place where good men struggle with themselves to be good, where our fallen nature works to be redeemed, and where we come to seek the right path to walk in life. Because of this dichotomy, good versus evil, spiritual versus mundane, 
We tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater by focusing all of our efforts towards distancing ourselves from the physical. If spiritual equals good and mundane or earthly equals bad, then the physical world is bad and we should seek to escape as often as possible. This is a common theme in many spiritual communities and I personally have worked with clients and students who have caused themselves difficulties because of it. What the notion seems to ignore is, as is stated in many religions and spiritualities, in the beginning there was only God, and therefore the world was made of God, and to God it will return. In Kabbalah, the mundane world is not seen as essentially evil. But like with the creation of human beings, sparks of the divine mingled with the leftover bits due to the breaking of the vessels. So this world came into being with divinity wrapped in husks of brokenness. Separating ourselves from embodied life, or trying to rise above, ignores the fact that life is from and of God, and we are here to live our life. We have very little time here, and we will automatically return to the Akashics when this life is complete. There's no need to rush through things. In Kabbalah, each individual is responsible to help redeem not only themselves through performing mitzvot, but to help redeem the world through their lives each and every day. While the world may be a mess, it's still full of divinity and we are meant to live in it and be of it. Hence the golden river of light, our life force or prana, flows both upwards and down. Universal energy and earth energy mingle and flow equally through us, coming in equal parts through the pillar of mildness to Tiferet. We bring into ourselves wisdom and love and manifestation intellect, and will from the Akashics, and flow them down through ourselves into the embodied world. We take in life force energy, experiences, and blessings from the world, and send them up through us into the Akashics. We are therefore manifesting threefold. We are bringing things into the embodied world, at the same time, we are weaving and creating more of the universe through our living and choices. Just breathing adds to the Akashic record in the Akashic library. And also creating ourselves as we go along. When we attempt to deny, retreat from, or restrict access to the world, striving to remove ourselves, there can be negative effects. Our balance comes in part from being connected to the world, both feet on the floor, as it were. Becoming ungrounded can leave us loopy or overly reactive emotionally, cause circular overthinking, or recurring short-term decisions which bring no results. Separating ourselves can cause dietary problems, dizziness, lethargy, or jitteriness like having too much caffeine. This can also negatively affect our ability to get or keep a good job, to do more than make do financially, or find and keep a good intimate partner. 
students will delve into this much more when they get to Yazod. But when we retreat from the world, we create a separation between ourselves and others, which keeps us from being seen or treated well, from being in good connection with others, and prevents abundance from flowing. Separating from the world in this way breaks the pillar of mildness in half, creating an unstable structure, preventing manifestation, and our ability to digest the wisdom being afforded us. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be working with four ways to improve communication with your spirit guides. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to rate it five stars on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.